Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports like the MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast and breaking news. The Cleveland Browns did not get better. Um, The Cleveland Browns also did not run the football. So we, so throughout our loss of words, I really am because you can't make excuses. We all know what the issue is, except this week, the offense was a disaster i mean we ran the ball 12 times jacoby Brissett had 45 passing attempts he threw a pick on the first drive he the second play of the first drive second play of the first drive um weird play calling like it, it just seems like we fell apart and the offense was playing scared and again i partially think it is a little bit of that analytical game where you go into this game and you see the Patriots have the number one rushing offense and you don't run the ball. Like I said, they ran the ball like a combined 12 times. And 16. 16, okay. Oh, better. So when you are forcing a journeyman quarterback to go out and and put the game on his shoulders like this, it's obviously not going to work. And Stefanski got cute with one jet sweep to his guy who runs like a four, six forty. Like I just, I really do not understand how the, how it regressed like this. Um, I think, I don't, I don't think it's regressed as far as the play. I think it regressed as far as the play calling. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where if, if I'm, if, I, and I am an outsider looking in. And to me, it just looked like Stefanski said, okay, I'm going to outsmart this guy who outsmarts everyone else. They know we're going to run the ball. I know that he knows that I know that he knows mm-hmm. that we're going to run the ball. So we're going to come out passing mm-hmm. regardless of what, what he thinks. But and, and not sticking to your bread and butter. Bill, Bill Belichick, if anyone knows him, his thing is you are demoralizing a team if you can run the ball when they know you're going to run it and you can stop them from running the ball. That is his thing. He said that to us time and time again in the locker room and on the field. So Stefanski, he should have came out and tried to punch New England in the mouth by running the ball. And then if they stopped it, okay. But we don't know if they really could have stopped it because Chubb only carried the ball 12 times 
and Kareem only carried it four times. And then we had, like you said, a jet sweep, and Jacoby carried it one time. Mm-hmm. That's 18 times that we rushed it, and we can't even count the, the other two. Nick carried the ball four times in the second half alone. So, and 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 I listened and I listened to Stefanski's uh, post game press conference, and he says they didn't stick to the run because we couldn't get them any creases. What the hell is a crease? <laughs> what, is, what, what is a crease? I mean, because I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I looked and I saw where Nick Chubb averaged four point seven a carry. How much of a crease do you need? Mm-hmm. Is, is that, that simply that's saying if we can't get a big play, we're going to go away from it. But if you run the ball three times at 4.7 yards a carry, that's a first down, buddy. And so, and, and so like I said, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but <laughs> I do know that. I can add all that up. And we have a coach. And we, we had a coach in this, particularly in this game, who was scared to run the ball. Yep. And I I understand why it teller did go down um in that game and you put out Froll Holt at right guard, and maybe you're not not comfortable running the ball there, but that's why you have the left side and you have another all pro on the left side and a improving left tackle on the left side in the run blocking department. Um I don't know, it was just it was really disappointing to see what was going on there. And two plays where we are throwing the ball deep on a like third and two, third and one, there was a, that one huge pass to Donovan Peoples Jones that he ended up catching somehow, but it was like a double coverage and we needed one yard and we're throwing the ball like that. When, by the way, Jacoby finished 21 for 45 and like, not that good of a passer rating. So if you're like talking about looking at numbers and all that, which we like to do, why are you not looking at the numbers? And again, running the football. So um, I, I really just don't get it. And there were just a lot of plays that, that should not have happened. And to me, it kind of looked like we went back to that one read offense that we have had the last couple of years and it worked the last couple of years, but it's out of rhythm this year. And it should not be a thing this year. I don't know what to do with this team at the moment. Nor does our coach, apparently. <laughs> and, that, and, and this is the problem. This is the problem. You played six games. We're two and four. I, I'll even give New England this game and say we should easily be five and one. Mm-hmm. Right. But in these six games, who are the Cleveland Browns? Does anyone know? Nope. Are they a running team? Are they a passing team? Are they tomfoolery? <laughs> that's, who, who are they? Nobody knows. And that's the problem. And see, for me, and specifically talking about offense right now, for me, when I'm thinking of this team, I know everybody in the league thinks they should run the ball. Everybody walking down uh, East 9th Street thinks they should run the ball. Everybody in the stadium thinks they should run the ball. 
All the teams think when they show up, they're going to run the ball, but we don't run the ball. It's, 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 there is no identity. We, sh we have the best running tandem in the league, the best running game in the league when we do it. And, but we don't do it. We threw it 45 times. We threw what? 35, 34, and, and 45, or something like that in the last three games with these running backs in the backfield. I don't care who the quarterback is. It could be Aaron Rodgers back there. It could be Tom Brady. It could be Deshaun when he gets back there. We should still be a running team. No matter what. And let let the passing game feed off of that. Mm. I don't know why we can't figure this out. Because I, I, I think it's one of them things that I have to prove I'm smarter than everyone else. Because that's why they hired me. Mm. And, 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 it's, and it's getting them in trouble. Because you're proving you're not as smart as they think. Because the smart person will run the ball. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't, I can't, I just, I feel so redundant weekly talking about running the ball. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe when they figure it out, I won't say anything. I mean, there's only so much that we can do. We can talk about it and hope that somebody opens their ears and fixes the offense. But, you know, I, I it was disappointing. I don't think that that's going to happen again. Uh, going into a division game, like we we run the ball on these teams a little bit, so I think we are going to go back to what we have done. We're not going to be scared. We might learn from our mistakes, and we might go out there and run the ball a little more. We're gonna get better. <laughs> look, look, it's I don't I, I'm I don't know. I'm just. I'm at a loss of words. And, you know, and then when you, you, you talk about the defense and everybody wants to talk how bad the defense is and fire Joe Woods and still talking about it. But I see, I listen to these, these post-game press conferences. Mm. And I really listen to little things that people say. And I listen to Miles Garrett talk about it, the, the game. And he said, they didn't, we, he didn't feel like the Patriots beat them. He said, of course, they made plays because they have to make plays, but he feels like they made so many mistakes that allowed them to make those plays. And he talked about people not being in the right spot and things like that. So, and so everyone says Joe Woods. To me, that's not Joe Woods because I'm sure in practice, he's not allowing you to line up in the right, the wrong spot. It's the heat of the moment. Guys don't know where to get, line up. The mistakes that, that Miles was talking about that they make, I'm sure if they make those mistakes in practice, they're saying, run that back. They're correcting it. But they continue to make, that is the player. And I don't, and I honestly don't know how much you can really dumb down a defense for guys. Everybody talks about you have to simplify, but how can how much can you simplify? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that with what John Johnson said over you know the last couple of days about commitment, that 
we can kind of give Joe Woods a break because nobody is stepping up. He said, it's a commitment thing. When practice is over and our day is done, you can't just run out of the building and forget about your job. I think we need everyone in this building to really be 100% in on the task at hand. And right now, I think we are at a place where that is not the case. So with having a young team, it comes to the risk that people do not, the rookies do not understand what is going on. Antonio Callaway, when he was brought in in 2018, or 2018, yeah, um, he did there was a sense that he did not get it so they put him out there in the preseason they made him play every snap they made him play like every special teams every special teams play all of that to try to get him to understand what is going on i'm not comparing coaching staffs i'm just yeah. saying how it how it is laid out. um how is nobody stepping up miles garrett has been in the league for a long time denzel ward has been in the league for a decent amount of time John Johnson has been in the league for a decent amount of time. Jadavion Clowney has been in the league for – these are guys that may not be 10-year veterans, but they know how a team is supposed to – how a team is supposed to be run. They know what it is like to be a rookie. They know the process. Why are you not teaching that to your younger guys? You know what they don't know is how to win. They clearly not. <laughs> That's what they don't know. So it's, it's hard for them to teach somebody a winning culture when you haven't been in one. And, and, and I, and I get, I get that, the, that they're veterans and they've been, they've been good players and, and been to the pro bowl and all that stuff, but that's individual. You get, you know, when we're talking about a winning culture, it's, it's the way you do things from top to bottom that, that gets, that builds the winning culture. And we're all over the place. For sure. And that's why we don't have that winning culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we, we have a roster that can win games, but yet that's not st- still, that's not a winning culture because we haven't done it and just started year after year after year being consistent. You don't know what you're getting with this team. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, John Johnson talking about commitment. We, Amari said it the week before. So this means that these players recognize that somebody in that locker room is not fully committed. Somebody in that locker room is not doing the things that they're supposed to do or can do to help the team get better. And that's what I don't understand. If people are really about trying to go out there and win football games, why aren't you doing, why are you not doing whatever it takes? Mm-hmm. Why are you not staying after watching film? Why are you not running extra routes, you know? Why are you not coming in early to watch some film if you don't want to stay late? Come in early. Why watch it at lunchtime? There are so many things you can do if you want to be the first one out the building. And these guys obviously aren't doing it because other players are recognizing. Mm-hmm. So if you just kind of look at the mannerisms on on some of these games and like John Johnson is having his struggles too. And I think that you can kind of put that on the scheme a little bit, but Johnson is like on the field. He's vocal. I think you saw in the Panthers game when Newsom let up that, that uh, large touchdown that Robbie Anderson had, he he's on the bench talking to him. He's like, you can't do that. You he's trying to fix him. He's trying to coach him up. At what point does John Johnson kind of get tired of it and say, if nobody is helping out, why should I? And just kind of drops it. And then the morale completely, how do we know that hasn't happened? You know, 
it, I, there, accountability, accountability, accountability. There is no accountability going on. And if the coaches are not doing anything and allowing them to just take it into their own hands and say, you know what, you guys got it. You're veterans. You're, you're the one who's on the field. You're doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. How do you fix it? You know, I, I mean, if, I don't think if John Johnson is that kind of guy who's going to be vocal, he won't just stop. You know, that's just in him. He might want he might want to, but he won't do it just because. I and mean, this is it, it's, it's a tough situation because you like I, like I keep saying, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. And this and this division, these games are coming. These division games are coming now. And so we, if there's going to be any hope and chance, people have got to step up. Mm-hmm. That's players, that's coaches, that's everybody. Equipment managers, trainers, everybody got to step up because it, it, it's the time. And, and I just, I, I just like I said, I feel like the, 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 the guys don't understand how severe this is. I, that's, and I, and it, it's, I hate saying it, but I have to say it. I keep saying it. I think they're a mirror image of their coach. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I'm not saying he doesn't care, but there's no emotion. And so the players play just like that. They're just out there like, hey, you want to play some football? There's no emotion. There's no nothing. And, and I mean, and of course, guy, you, you, you're playing this game and, and, and a lot of people don't, aren't rah-rah guys. And you have some fire that they don't show it, but they have it in them. But it, it, in these times, when you're losing three in a row, somebody needs to show some emotion. Somebody needs to act like they care that they're losing. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I I agree, and I kind of find it interesting that um, when Miles came back from his injury, he made like a couple of plays in the backfield and. The, the players seem to kind of rally around him and they that's kind of like oh we got our guy back let's go he I, we're all hyped we're excited for him and then they just fall flat so there is clearly no internal motivator there that is gives them a purpose i guess i i i don't i i don't know um it's clearly stemming beyond schematic issues Joe Woods does what he can and he had a top five defense last year clearly these guys have the talent there is something there with this team give Joe Woods a break let's give them the time to figure out what they need to do if they need to do these team defensive only meetings go ahead whatever how much time you gonna give them I don't know. I'm, how much time do they have? It, it's a short amount how of time. Much, how much time do they have? <laughs> a short amount of time. But if you can pick it up, like, I don't know, maybe. It, all I know is you have to go through these division opponents right now. You have the Ravens and then you have the Bengals. Then you get into the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the whoever. Needs to be quickly. Look, we're, we're not good enough to be thinking that far ahead. I need to think that far ahead. No, you can't. You can't because you don't you don't know what you're getting from one week to the next. You we that team is not good enough to be thinking to Halloween. They gotta think about this week in Baltimore. This week and this week only, because that's all they can take care of. And because oh, if they start thinking about other stuff, there's no telling what product you're gonna get on that field on Sunday. 
they need to concentrate on this weekend. That's, I know you, you don't, I don't even want you to, t- to speak it into existence because they might hear it. <laughs> they might hear this and be talking about uh, when we play Tampa in, in December. Oh, no, 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 none of that. That, you know, we're not for that. You're right. You're right. Hey, you're talking about that when the sun is back stuff. We can't. <laughs> we, we can't wait that long. We cannot wait that long. They need to step up now. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to step up now. Be professional about it. Yep. You know. I, I sit there and I, I sit during the game. I sit there and I watch with my former teammates, and and it's funny how everyone is saying the same thing. Look at these guys. It's like they don't even care. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's saying it. And it's sad. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure they care. A little, at least. I hope. I hope. Or or do they not care? And that's why they're running out of the building trying to get in their Bentley. John, John Johnson said it, so, yeah. so, so he sees it. <laughs> he sees it. So I don't see it. He sees it. So he says he said it. He sees it. I can see it. <laughs> I I certainly can too. And it's just I don't know. I I really don't. But they have shown that they can do something. Let's hope that they can kind of pick it up and do something. <sighs> And, yeah, and, and and then we we drop a punt. We had a chance. We had a chance. Mm-hmm. As bad as that game was, we still had a chance. Cade York with the perfect onside kick. Yep. Ryan Harrison doesn't catch it clean, and 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 that's why. The guy was out of bounds when he tested. Yep. If he Ronnie right hasn't catches it clean, it's good, mm-hmm. and we have an opportunity. I mean, so that was good. That was one good thing, other than him touching it. Uh, we still dropped the punt, and I, and I understand why Rogers dropped that punt. I'm looking at it; you can tell that he was trying to make a play. Mm-hmm. He, he he knew there was someone in front of him, so he didn't. Comp- catch the ball first, which is number one rule. He was trying to make a play in a time where the game was stale and there was no plays being made. So he tried to make a play. So I understand that. It, it's a tough situation, but I understand that. But we have not yet put a complete game together. All three phases clicking. We haven't done it. So maybe this is the week. Not next week, this week. <laughs> Not the week after. We got to think about this week. Maybe this is the week. We, see, and you know what's funny? We go into a game playing a division opponent. We've been imploding in the, in the fourth quarter. So have they. Yep. So <laughs> who, it's like whoever plays four quarters this week wins. <laughs> All you gotta do is play four quarters. Mm-hmm. You can win this game because they're bad in the fourth. 
<laughs> and we've been bad in the fourth. So you saying there's a chance? The league is so weird this year. This is this is very strange. But hey, we have a chance to do something in the north. If we can come out of these next two games, I, I'm sorry I'm speaking in the future, but if we can come out of these next two games, we can be three and zero in the north. We can you know have have something going for us, and hopefully that kind of carries out for the rest of the season. Uh, going into some questions now that I got from some of my followers, I think that the team doesn't have any answers, so let us provide you with some answers. Should Kevin Stefanski give up play calling since he does not make any adjustments? 100%. I've been, I've been saying this. Yes, he should. And it's, and it's not that I, I believe it's because he doesn't make adjustments. I believe right now it's, it's a lot trying to manage the football team and as a head coach and being the play caller, right? I think it's because it's, it's, you have to think about everything. Analytically, down and distance. What are we gonna do? We're we gonna punt the ball. Do we? Do we? Are we going for it? What? Then, so you have to be that guy who is running the team. You have to be Bill Belichick. Then you have to be someone who's calling the plays. And so your relationship it kind of teeters with how you you treat guys, right? Because you're you're the offensive coordinator, per se, and the head coach, which is which are two different things. So. You, 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 are you going to be firm on your head coach? I'm going to be, but then say, hey, let's relax. I'm your, your offensive coordinator. Because offensive coordinators are generally more like the guys who do all the talking to the to players, right? Yeah. So I think he should give up the, open, I mean, the play calling because it's, it's just too much on him right now. And, and that doesn't mean he's not a good head coach. I think that's the problem with a lot of these young guys. They think, this is why they got the job in the first place because they were calling plays. And so we think, okay, they could be a head coach and they could be a head coach. He, he's, he's, they put a good team together. They can go out there and win football games because they have that roster, but, it, but he's not doing what got him that job. Right. It's a different job now as a play caller. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think someone like Van Pelt, it would be different because he knows this is what he has to do all the time. All the time. Stefanski has to worry about making sure Joe Woods and those guys have their situation together. Making sure Prefer and those guys have their situation together. Making sure the offense together is together. And decide, help decide what kind of players they want on the team. He has to worry about all all that kind of stuff. Mm. Offense coordinators don't. Get that stuff up. Let Van Pelt or somebody call the plays and, and, and hopefully we can get in his air and tell him to run the ball. I agree. Stefanski definitely seems flustered. And like we said uh, in the last couple episodes, it seems like he doesn't really pay attention to the defense. So if you get him uh, into the, uh, get the duties off of him and say, hey, let me go spend some more time with my defense while Alex Van Pelt can sit down with the offense and say, all right, we're going to settle this down. This is how we're going to do things now. This will be kind of a new look. Whatever he wants to do, Stefanski can go around and make sure that everything is in check and, and get the ship kind of kind of flowing a little bit better. Um, what can Joe Woods do better? Whether it be schematically, chemistry, what can he do? 
That is a good question. I mean, because he already said he had to he already had to uh, take out all the calls and 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 limit the calls that they're making. And so, I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard because defensively, you can make a call. It could be the wrong call, but if guys know what they're doing on the football field, they can still make a play. Yeah. And vice versa, it can be the perfect call, but if guys don't know what they're doing. It could be the wrong play. And so I, I think with him, it's a matter of getting guys to understand what he's really trying to do with each, each call as opposed to coaching a play. I think, I think right now, I think right now we're, we're, in a, we're in a situation where we're coaching plays and not players, right? And, and, and I think that's why, because you can't practice full speed anymore, I think that's why guys get lost because they're co we're coaching plays and not players. So when it's full speed uh, on Sunday, it looks nothing like it did during the week, right? Mm -hmm. Because these guys are running full speed at you. Lamar is going to look nothing uh, it's not going to look the same during the week when somebody else, some little receiver is playing him in practice. It's not going to look like that. Mm -hmm. Sunday is going to look a lot faster and a lot different. And I think, I think because we, the way we're practicing now in the NFL, I think it's hard for them to, to, to really learn how, how fast it's coming at them. And so that's why I think that's why I say it has to be more about teaching players and not plays. So do you think that comes with the fact that this team is so young that you have to say, all right, we're going to get you ready for the future. Now here's what you are going to see. And this is how you're going to have to adapt to this playbook in order to be successful in the future, whether then as opposed to, Hey, get your mechanics down and you might make a play. I, I think they, they got to coach these guys up. That's, and that's what happens in the NFL a lot of times is they expect guys to know what they're doing when they get in the NFL coming from college. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not at all. It's not nearly the same. And, and some of these guys, especially if you're coming from a team that's winning every game, if you're coming from an Alabama type team, if you play your scheme, your players are, your players are better than everyone and more than likely you're going to win. Mm. right just yeah. don't just don't make a mistake you're going to win even and even if you do you're still probably going to win you can't do that in NFL so these guys techniques have to be sound they have to know if, what I do in cover three what I do in cover four where I, what I do in cover two if nobody if I'm the cornerback and no one comes into my area do I stay in that area or do I go back they need to know this they have to know this and I'm not saying that he's not teaching them this I need they need to understand this and react on it read and react just like they did their entire life read and react that makes sense I I, I really hope that we can just kind of it's something has to change we all know it Let, let's see if they can just go in and kind of kind of get in their heads a little bit and, and make sure that everybody understands what is going on with this defense. Um, I don't think Jones, Deion Jones, will change a thing with Joe Woods still employed. What do you think? I, I, I think he will. I think it gives him the ability to, 
to, to call stuff and, and get everybody in place. If, if he understands what he's trying to do. I mean, I don't know what, what the calls, you know, different calls will be and everything, but if he understands football and what they're trying to do, I think it, it gets everyone in place because that's because miles said it, they're lining up in the wrong spots mm. when he calls the defense. So that means somebody's not getting them in, in, the, in the proper space. And so if you have a veteran who knows and understands it, I, I think it, it, it changes it. Now, they might be lined up in the right spot, but they still have to make plays. Just because you're lined up in the right spot doesn't mean you're going you're gonna to make plays. So I, th- I think he helps. I think he helps some, but a- a- as a whole, everybody still has to know what they're, what they're doing. I agree. And I think most of that, uh, that trade was mostly to get another play caller um you had Jacob Phillips in there and he didn't seem like he was up for the task and with a veteran guy like Deion Jones who did command that Falcons defense for a long time um that that was definitely a big move and you can look at Deion's stats and his his grades and all that and you see that there has been a decline in the past two three years ish um but I do think that was kind of what happens when you switch defensive coordinators they uh, switched over and that entire defense just kind of plummeted. So I don't think that Dion will come in washed. He's not going to come in confused. He's going to play football like he has always played football. And that is basically all this defense really needs is one guy in the middle that can kind of do it all, can communicate and get this team to start winning. Uh, do you think there is any chance that Joe Woods is fired before the end of the season? I don't think so, and and I and I based it on what happened last year. Yep. You know, one of them situations where everybody wanted him fired in the beginning, and then uh, all of a sudden, you look up and the defense is carrying this team. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know it's it's you've had guys out, you had guys get injured. I think it's a matter of them all getting back out there. And, and then being on the same page. And it takes time. You got to, people, people tend to forget offensively and defensively. These dudes don't play in the preseason. So the first few games are like preseason games. Mm-hmm. And so it, it takes time. And I know we sit here and get mad and we complain about uh, what they're doing and why guys are busting, uh, busting coverages and why we're running these plays, but it still takes time. Defense and defense and offense are different because if we're talking about pre- missing preseason, sometimes it's just play calling. We'd like to see different plays. Defense it's a matter of schemes and getting these guys in, in proper position. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think he'll be fired just because, like we said, history says it's, has has shown us that as it goes, these guys start to play better and, and, and know what they're doing. So when it gets into the off season, do you think you'll change your answer? Do you think he has a chance of being fired in the off season? Or again, do you think they're going to stick with him? Oh, I answered the question you asked me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, and so in the off season, you know, I, I don't, it's hard to say because it's, it's one of those situations, you know, sometimes we just don't, we have a coach. He might be a good coach, but they're not able to connect with the players. And I don't know if that's the, the case right now with Joe Woods. I just know that, excuse me, 
You're good. I, I just feel like so something something is not allowing these guys to understand. And and and, and I don't think I don't I honestly don't believe he should be fired. I just need these guys to understand it and, and go out there and make plays. Yeah. And I I again agree with what you saw last year, like I said, top five defense. Um it's difficult to kind of just give up on that. Um, I think Woods was kind of a, a factor in their in their turnaround. You saw uh, a lot of things getting changed in the middle of the season, and that's when they kind of really picked it up. Uh, as you said, people called for his head in the first couple couple weeks of the season, but he, he has the ability to change it around. Again, it's going to depend on how the players fix themselves mentally and and uh, attack how they play football themselves and and not really blame Woods for, for this kind of... Well, here's a question. If you get rid of him, who do you get? See, I don't know. Um, I, I know a lot of people want Wade Phillips. I'm not a fan. I I really do not hate the idea of getting... Isn't he Mike... coaching in another, in, in another league? Yeah, I think, yeah, he's in the USFL or something like that. But I would definitely take an NFL job over the USFL if I was offered the opportunity. Um, I think Mike Zimmer wouldn't be terrible. There's uh, chemistry there with Stefanski. You're looking at me weird, but Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy, and he kind of knows how to how to run things. So Run them what? Because together they've won nothing. I know. I know. And Zimmer is a is a real hard head. He apparently tried to fight Kirk Cousins in his last season that he coached the Vikings. So I don't know what's happening there. I don't know how he is as a coach and, but well, personally as a coach. Um, so I don't know if that's the best idea, but that's an option. Does he, does he, would he work for someone who was once under him? I don't like, I don't know. I definitely think that he would consider it. I don't like him. I'm not as a person. I don't know him as a person. I mean, yeah. I, I just see he's not, he hasn't won anything. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, I, uh, Jared Mayo, the linebacker coach for the Patriots. That's, that's an interesting one. I think that. Yeah. So he's not leaving there unless he's going to be a head coach. As a defensive coordinator. I mean, I mean, I, me, I would take a defensive coordinator job and I get it. You're with Belichick or whatever, but how far is that team going? Really? I think as, the, as, of, as of right now, I could say further than this <laughs> as of right this very moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Those are my options right now. I don't really know who all would be available, but those are what I've heard. Okay. We'll okay. See. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll see, man. Hope we get a victory this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's get better and do something. As fans, let's start a new tradition or start something. We we gotta carry our part and try to make ourselves happy week in and week out. But face a divisional opponent this week. Let's go get a win. Let's go be two and oh in the AFC North against divisional opponents. And let's start changing the narrative. Thank you. Thank you guys. Get it done.
Thank you guys for joining the episode. We will see you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.